And if we are happy in the Lord, raise your hand, please. And then take a deep breath. And uh, sometimes I feel mawala akong ginhawa sa face mask. Ibin na musalka sa taas. So take a deep breath and then look around and smile. Wave. Make a wave. Amen. Amen. So we're happy to be here this morning. And those who are watching in their homes, we say hi from our end. Uh, we hope and pray that we uh, reach you with the blessings of the Lord this morning. God is really good. Um, before we go to the message of the Word of God this morning, um, I'd like to mention a few things as prayer requests, and some of these have been mentioned by Sir Romel a while ago. I just want to, whatever I have written here, um, first of all, I would like to thank each of you who have prayed for me and my family. Your prayers really has been a source of strength for us, and we mean it. Truly, prayer is our amazing supply of divine uh, protection. The work of God is great. So many challenges, many trials, and uh, uh, many uh, things to think of. And we always need your prayers. Members, do not ever forget that. We need your prayers. Also, we need to pray for our, mentioned already by Sir Romel, ongoing construction of our multi-purpose building in BBC RMS campsite. Pray for Engineer Albert Lunido, his son, architect Albert John Lunido, as they uh, manage the construction. And then pray for the safety of everyone. Every day, almost every day, uh, 3 o'clock, magulan dito. So uh, we need to uh, pray for the workers. And then also pray for our daily vacation Bible school preparations. And Mom Elsie is working on that with Mom Ellen and some of our full-time workers be praying much for that. And we hope to have it sometime in July. Uh, hope that we can have it online. And then uh, be able also to send those lessons to our churches. And uh, also pray for the preparation of the Bible Baptist Institute for God's wisdom, you know, considering that we're still in a pandemic. Um, we have to do some adjustment So Bible school, so pray for all the preparations and then uh, continue to pray for uh, this is the third Sunday of our mission in BBS, BBC RMS camp and pray for souls to be saved. And then do not forget to pray for our churches and missions, for the safety of all our missionaries and their families, for God's provision, God's wisdom, and God's blessing. I was uh, talking to our preachers in Lamidan the other day. Um, they said that we are on a uh, repair, repairing the building which they transferred in uh, Bible Baptist Binali. They said it's almost done. Um, cementing the floor. Um, last month we have done uh, the repairs uh, Bible Baptist Church at Karahayan. They have the CR, two restrooms, 
they had uh, they, they had done it well and we we are thankful for that so ongoing ang repair sa Bible Baptist Church Binali and uh, um, we had the new lots in in uh, Lawa and also in Mongkayo and that means we need to pray for the building just listening to all the needs of our pastors and our churches medyo mo ragbabuak ang ulo no and uh, and of course we know that the key is always prayer the work is great the need is so much and so we just simply pray that God will supply all their needs and uh, so pray for God's power on our services for more souls to be saved through our live streaming and really I believe time is running out the Lord could come anytime so let us pray that God would use us to win souls also continue to pray for Brother Pong uh, go for his health Manuela Grace Sir Alan Sibilino in Mati and we also need to pray continue to pray for Sir Franklin Hora for uh, Sister Chloe uh, Dewey and uh, Brother Ernesto Tabanyag needs our prayer with his wife, Mama Raseli Tabanyag, and all senior citizens. And all of God's people say amen uh, for that. So please, we need your prayers. Your Bible, please, this morning in the book of Psalm 91. Psalm 91, verses number 1 to 11. Open your Bible there. Please share your Bible. We're happy we have... Uh, few visitors this morning in Psalm 91 verse number 1 up to verse 11 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that Wasted at noonday, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee I like that to keep thee in all thy ways our heavenly father we praise you we thank you for the word of God that never stops supplying us with strength the divine strength that flows out of this book the Bible today help us dear father to open our ears, open our hearts, and just simply let the Holy Spirit of God work 
bring into our lives, into our hearts, the blessing of the Word of God. In Jesus' name we pray for souls to be saved. Amen and amen. Our wonderful experience with God. Our wonderful experience with God. This morning, we want to look at our personal experience with God. How is your uh, personal experience with God? I like verse 2. It says, I, notice the personal pronouns, I, my, it is so personal. As he relates, David relates his experience with God. He wants us to feel it. He wants us to see that it is a something that happens, you know, personally in his own life. In verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my, he says, refuse. And then he is my fortress. And then he says, my God, in him will I trust. I like that. I wish I could hear David personally today relating his own experience with the Lord. Through all the battles he went through and be able to speak to us with these words. In verse 2, said, I will say of the Lord, this is my testimony as far as God is concerned. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and in Him will I trust. So David says, He is my God. He is my God. Here, David laid down the great truth in general, in general, that all those who live a life of communion with God are constantly safe under his protection and may live without, with, with, with a peace of mind at all times. So two things about the true condition of the child of God here. Number one, he dwells or he lives in the secret place of the Most High. And uh, meaning his home with God. In Psalm 27 verse number 5, the Bible says, For in 27 verse 5 of Psalm, For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. So that's it. Number one, they dwell in safety. They are safe uh, uh, with God. They also abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What does it mean? It means he shelters them. They live under God's protection. In Psalm 91 verse number 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, my God. Thank the Lord we have a wonderful, great God. There's also a wonderful experience of David that he relates to us in Psalm 23. This is a personal experience of David. We are familiar with this. The Lord is my, he says, shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I, he says, will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Thou art with me. 
Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my hand with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Si Hioba ang akong magbalantay. Thank God. Ang akong magbalantay. David shows us his personal relationship with God. He did not say the Lord is a shepherd. He did not say the Lord is our shepherd. He did not say the Lord is your shepherd. Instead, David tells us that he has a personal experience, personal relationship with the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you saved this morning? How can we find relationship with God? How can we have uh, connect ourselves with God. How can I have that relationship, Pastor and I? The Bible says in John verse 1, in chapter 1, verse number 12, But as many as received Him, meaning the Lord Jesus Christ, if you receive Christ, if you put, if you put your trust in Him, if you trust in His work on Calvary, the Bible says, He that believeth on the Son, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become or authority, to become the sons of God. Una sa tanan, gusto na ako nga tanaw na to balik. We want us to look back in, 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 in the past history of God's people. And we want to look at few people who have said, My God. From their own lips, they said, My God. Like David of all, he said, He's my God. My refuge, my fortress. My God, they said that to express their faith and their personal relationship with God. I hope we can say He is my God because we know we have a living relationship with Him. We know we have accepted Jesus. We know we are saved. Open your Bible, please, in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, in the Old Testament. Um, uh, uh, Ruth, Judges, and then Ruth. Book of Ruth, chapter 1, look at verse 1, look at verse number 12 to verse number 16. Ruth 1, verses 12 to 16. And it says there, Turn again, my daughters, to your way. For I am too old to have an husband. That I, if I say I, I, I have hope, and if I, have, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they are grown up? And said, you can go home. And uh, said, uh, she, was, she was going back to Bethlehem. Who was this woman in our story? She was Naomi. She lost her husband when, when they, they live in, in Moab. They were not supposed to leave the house of bread. They were not supposed to turn their backs on God because whatever happens, somehow God will, will supply their needs. But they move into a far country, the country of Moab. And as a result, to make the story short, <clears throat> Naomi's husband died, Elimelech. And then, uh, and then her two sons also died. The story is told in verse 1. Now it came to pass in those days when the judges ruled, that there was a man of uh, famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, 
went to sojourn into the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech. The name of the man was Elimelech. And then the sons were named Malon and Chilion. So they moved into Moab. And after 10 years, they heard that God has visited the people, has blessed their, their hometown. And she said, I'm, I'm going home. And uh, so, Anhitabu, nasya sa gawas yung balay, on his way back home, mi uban tong duhanya ka, daughter, daughter-in-laws. Si Ruth and si Orpa. And then, siguro I do not know what, what she had in mind. She has been, ano, in a backslidden life, as far as faith is concerned. And she knew, she knew that there will be struggle if these two ladies will, will you know, go with her. And so she said, Una-una yung duha. Uban mo sa kuwa, basi magmahay mo. And uh, after telling them that, in verse number 14, and they lifted up their voice and wept again. The other one, Orpah, kissed her mother-in-law, and, and Ruth stayed, claved unto her. And she said, Behold thy sisters gone back to her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And you know what she said in verse number 16? Ruth said, Please don't tell me, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following, uh, following you. Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. Can you imagine? Whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. Asa gani ka muaddo, musunod ko. Asa ka magpuyo, magpuyo, magkaugpayag, masiusa nga balay. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And then I have determined that your people, Israel, the Jews, will be my people. And the most important thing she said here, your God be my God. Can you imagine? How wonderful a genuine conversion can produce in our lives. My, your God shall be my God. And I have decided to follow the Lord. No turning back. And if, if Orpa decided to if she decides to go home, to go back, I will stay. I will stay. And uh, so my, because her profession of faith was real. She said, I will go. I will follow you. She said, your people will be my people. Your God also be my God. This is the type of commitment that truth made. And uh, what she made be our commitment to. As we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Our commitment should be without limitations. Our commitment to Jesus Christ must be complete. It must be absolute. It should be final as far as God is concerned. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Look at verse number 5 please in your Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Share your Bible. If you find someone who needs a Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Look at verse number 5. This happens to the Thessalonians. You know what Paul did? He went to this city and preached Christ 
The Bible says some of them believed. Some of them rejected the word of God. But this is the testimony in verse number 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And he became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. And he became examples to us. And then verse 8, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord. In verse number 9, For truly, for they themselves showed us what manner of entering in we had unto you. And look at this, How ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, and to wait for his Son from heaven. And then in look in, in the book of John chapter 6, look at verse 66, please. John chapter 6 and verse number 66. This is the time that the multitude deserted the Lord. They left Jesus Christ. And John chapter 6 verse number 30, 66. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto twelve, will you also go away? What a question. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. We have no other choice, Lord. Our decision is final. Our commitment is without conditions. Just follow the Lord. And I like, I can still see old Ruth saying to, to uh, her mother-in-law, Naomi, please do not tell me to, to go home. Please do not tell me to go home to my gods. The old gods that we used to worship, the false gods, because he said, your God will be my God. That is a commitment. She made a commitment in Galatians 2, verse number 20. Paul made a commitment in Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, the present life that I have right now, I have decided to live it for Jesus. And said, but, but, said, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. No turning back. I can imagine Ruth and uh, uh, people were listening to her. And I can imagine while they had, the three of them were having this conversation. And I can imagine some relatives near Ruth and relatives of Orpah were there also. They were listening. They were, they, they were watching what was going on between the three ladies. They saw that, that Orpah went home, went back. They also heard the declaration of Ruth said, I will go. Please, do not tell me Ngamuatras. I will go. She said, well, thou largest, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. 
I can imagine as I close my eyes yesterday preparing for the message. I can imagine when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross at Calvary. Two thieves were hanging with him. Both left and the right side. And at first two of them were making jokes, making fun of Jesus. They made, you know, they ridiculed him. And uh, they, 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 both of them. But all of a sudden, something happened to the other one. And then you know what he said? Lord, remember me. Lord, this is the first time he ever met the Lord. He had never seen a copy of the word of God. He had never seen a missionary. He had never heard a preacher. But most likely to the prayer and the spirit of Jesus Christ, this man was convinced that Jesus really is the Son of God, that He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Why? Because He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Meaning Jesus Christ was King. And the, the words He uses is Lord, you are God. God manifested in the flesh. God was made blessed to, to, to come and, and to save my soul, to die on my stead. He said, Lord, he says, you are the God of my life. He said, I am declaring publicly that Giuseppe said during the crucifixion of Christ, there must have been three million people watching in the city of Jerusalem that time during the Passover. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people and they were lifted up. Lifted enough to give a testimony to the others who were continually making fun of Jesus Christ. But here is a man who declared his faith. Said, no, you know, Lord, you are my God. You are my Lord. From now on, and thank God Jesus Christ did not fail him. Thank God when you come to Jesus Christ as a sinner. Thank God when you lift your voice to him. When you come to him humbly. When you come to him repenting of your sins. When you come to him asking for his mercy. Jesus Christ says, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Come unto me, he says, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I say, Mom Ruth, before you leave, she said, I'm, I'm going with my, my mother-in-law. I do not know the future, what the future lies ahead for me there. When we arrive in that place called Bethlehem, I have never seen met anyone there. The only thing I know is that the house, Bethlehem is the house of bread. And they worship the true God, Jehovah God. I'm going there to be one of his people. Said, Mamru, please excuse me. Please excuse me. And akong apason si Mamru, nagsunod king Naomi si Mam, please give me a chance. Just, just, just give me a, a, a minute of your time, a seconds of your time. So what do you mean? Can I shake hands with you, Mam? I say congratulations. Before you leave, I tell you congratulations because you have made the wisest choice. Anyone can ever make in this life. You have made the greatest decision that anyone can make, and that is to follow Jesus. When you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never regret. 
When you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, when you choose to be with Him, you know what Jesus Christ told the man, the thief on the cross, right now, today, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. It was announced in heaven that the, the glory of heaven, the creator of angels and the universe, after leaving his throne, setting aside his throne for 33 and a half years, is now coming back. Is now coming back, occupying his throne. There must have been great joy in heaven when the angels announced the coming of the Son of God. And they said, now please watch. You know, we want to give him a grand entrance back to heaven. So, naay mag-atanga an angel to sunahan pag-abot ni Jesus Christ so that we can give all our adoration and worship welcoming our Lord here back. Sige, ingotoy sa ka-angel. Ako'y bantay diri ha? Sa gate of heaven. Bantayan ako yung nagbalik Jesus Christ. Now, uh, we miss him for 33 and a half years. And said, uh, Angel, naana ba? Murag, hapit na. Murag, naana siya. Nakita na ako, naana siya. Pasaka na siya. Ah, grabe ka excitement sa, ang excitement sa mga anghel. Oh, our Lord is back. He is once again back. On His throne, ayang gibiyaan niyang trono. He let, He set it aside. And all the prerogatives of deity, ayang gipadaplin ninyo sa Philippians chapter 2. And said, Angel, please let us know. He said, naanag yun. Yes, yes naana. Andam na itong mga anghel kayo magpakpak sila grand entrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I imagine the passage of the Word of God. And then, said, naanag yun. Doon na nakita na nako siya. Naanag yun. Isa, unsa yung nang nagasidlak siya? Nagasidlak Sama sa adlaw, sa udtong tutok. Nagasidlak siya. Every time sa inyo sa anghel, naaman siya kauban. Ha? Dili lang siya o siya lang. He has somebody with him right now. Said, Klaruwara God, daagyo dili lang siya isa. He's not alone. There is somebody with him. Said, um, uh, Ano si dagway ng kauban niya? Does he look like general? A prime minister? And so, dili ba si George Bush yung kauban? Si Barack Obama yung kauban? Said, no, no. No, no. Said, klaro ha, yun, Kim. Minimang gika, dala ni Jesus Christ katong kawatan sa cross. What a privilege. Not a king, not a senator, not, not, not an ambassador, not a president, but the man who hung with him on the cross. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Thank God when you make a choice to be with Jesus, when you make a choice to follow Jesus, when you make the greatest choice that man can ever make to have Jesus Christ into your life, you will never regret. You will never regret. In Genesis 28, please in your Bible, verse 16, Genesis, another man who had said, My God shall be my God. Genesis 28, open your Bible there, please. Let us look at verse number 16. 
And this story is told about Jacob. You know he had wronged his twin brother Esau. And so to avoid being killed by his brother. The mother Rebecca could probably sense niya dun ay bad intention ang yang brother Esau. He could feel it. He said, son, I suggest niya you go to your uncle Laban, my brother. You go back there. And, uh, and this is what she said in, in, uh, in verse number um, Breast number eight, Esau, seeing that the daughters, it says there in, in uh, uh, verse 10, Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And so on his way, and then he, that day, probably, that is probably 100 miles or more, he baptized Jacob for the first time in his wilderness. Pagkahapon, he, his first time to be away from home. His first time I can imagine the fear of Jacob, the mixed emotions that he felt that night, na natulog siya sa lugar nga walay assurance kung mabuhi pa ba siya, ugma, base kung paakon siya, ugbitin o bakit, base kung hilabtan siya sa dautan ng mga tao that night, he, 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 Jacob went out to Beersheba and went toward Haran and lifted up a certain place, started there all night, and then you know what his testimony was? In verse 16, Jacob awake out of sleep. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. The Lord revealed himself to Jacob. And then verse 7, he was afraid. And how dreadful is this place. And then early in the morning, Jacob rose early in the morning. And took the stone that he had put for his pillows. And set up a pillar and poured oil upon it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob bowed about. He made a decision here. Jacob bowed about saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, I will give him bread and give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So shall I come again to my father's house as based on his previous promise in peace. Then the Lord be my what? God. He said that to affirm what? Should I believe that God will take care of me? I do not know what lies ahead of me. You know, Rebecca said, just a few days, what, what Rebecca expected to be a few days, Took 20 long years. 20 years. Pagbalik niya, patay na yung mama ng si Rebecca. And, uh, and so, look at this. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows. Set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon it. By the way, the pouring, of, pouring out of oil was symbolic of pouring one's life out in devotion to God. He just simply made a vow to the Lord. A covenant with God. You know, promising that he will serve the Lord as my God. As my God. I remember Paul, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 2 verse 17. Paul had this spiritual truth in mind when he said, I believe Paul could remember the, the sacrifices in the Old Testament. 
and putting those oil in the Old Testament sacrifices. I believe Paul remembered what Jacob did this night. And he, and you know what he said in Philippians 2.17? Yeah, if I be offered upon sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Jacob dedicated himself to the Lord and claimed the promise that God has made to him. And uh, the, by the way, the word if in verse 20 can also be read uh, since. Since the Lord, Jacob was not making bargain or condition with God. He was simply affirming his faith in God. Since God has poured, you know, has uh, made the promise to care of, of me. And uh, since he had promised to be with me, to bring me back home safely, then Jacob would affirm his faith in God and would seek to worship and honor God. So that I came again, I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be, he says, my God. Be my God. And later on in the testimony of Jacob, you know what he says, the God who had fed me all day long. The God who has fed me all day long. To those years, Jacob can testify to us that God is a God that can protect us. God is a God that will take care of us. In the book of Matthew 27, verse 45, please. Matthew 27. In your Bible, in the New Testament, share your Bible, please. Matthew 27, verse number 45. Matthew 27, verse number 45. Open your Bible there. Verse 45, there it says, Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. Sixth hour means 12 o'clock. And then up to 3 o'clock. And from the ninth, he says, There was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, laba sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? My God, Jesus was crucified nine o'clock in the morning, and from nine until noon, he hung in the light. But at noon, a miraculous darkness covered the, the land. It was a heaven-sent darkness that lasted three hours. From 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, after three hours, the darkness left, and you hear Jesus Christ saying, My God, my God, why hast thou, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, he was, it was during the time of darkness that Jesus had been made sin for us. He had been forsaken by the Father. That darkness was a symbol of, of the judgment that he endured when he was made a curse for us. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It was during the time of the most painful experiences of his life. As our sin bearer. That our Lord Jesus Christ exclaimed. My God. My God. Why hast thou forsaken me? But still you find him 
getting hold on God. During the, 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 the deepest pain of his life, during the darkness that covered in the, in, in the entire land, but still, you find Jesus Christ getting hold on God. And placed in that extreme and most painful situation, he settled his heart on one thing, which was the anchor of hope, the anchor of his hope. My God, my God, time will come and I do not know when it will come. When you see nothing but darkness, when you feel nothing but pain, and be blessed with the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Thank God even in the darkest hour of our life, we can take hold on the God of heaven. God of heaven and say, my God, my God. He did not say, my disciples, for all of them have forsaken him. He could not call on his mother and his brethren. They were all powerless to console him. Only the one who could, the only one who could enable him to endure all the suffering and, uh, of the cross is God. We come to the point of our lives when no man and nothing in this world can produce the comfort we need. Only God. Only God. When we are tested severely, we can come to God and say, my God. I'm glad that I can say, you're my God. I don't have to say, Lord, you're the God of so-and-so. Can you please help me because for the sake of so-and-so, somebody else. I don't have to say, well, my wife has been worshiping you. My children have been, you know, serving you. Can you please help me for their sake? I'm glad that I can say it with all of my heart. I can lift my eyes and, and say, my God, you are my God. You are my protector. You are my fortress. You are my shield. You are my provider. And all of God's people say, Amen. What are the things that make us wholeheartedly, make us wholeheartedly claim Him as my, as my God? Kung sa mga butang na mutukmod na to, aron ato siyang claim na ako ginang ginoo. Are you? Are you? Are you? Testifying to others, kanang akong ginoo. Sa murag ni Asinso naman kagaroon, tungod sa akong ginoo. And uh, I, I, I heard nga, hapit kong ta, madisgrasya gahapon, pero thank God nyo po ika, tungod sa akong ginoo. My God. My God. My God. Hold on to it. What are the things that make us wholeheartedly claim Him as my God. Number one, our personal experience of His goodness. Is the God of heaven good to you? Is He good to us? Of course, yes. None of us can say no. All of us can say yes. Yes, He's good. Genesis 48 verse 15, Jacob said, this is a testimony of the goodness of God in his own life. 
God says, Genesis 48 verse 15, God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long and to this day. The God, he says, which fed me all my life long up till this day. He didn't say, well, God has been good to me 10 years ago. God was good to me five years ago. God was good to me several years ago. But Jacob says he has been good to me. Now all throughout life, all throughout my struggle, all throughout my battles in life, up until now he is my God. And we say amen, raise your hand on that. God is still good to us until now. God is still good to us. And he will continually be good. Because he has fed me all his life. All his life long unto this day. Everything that comes to your hand. We should be able to say everything I receive comes from my God. My God. There are times when God uses human instrument to bring the blessings to our lives. There are times God uses circumstances, but those are circumstances are only those circumstances and those individuals are only used by God as vehicles, but it's God that moves in our lives. I have said this illustration many times. My God, oh, I need something, Lord. Oh, I need you, Lord, please. I need food. I need this. Ang pikas nga balay na kadungog, an atheist heard it. So si wala nga ampon tigulang yata to sa grocery store gipuno niya, gibutang niya dito sa atbang pagmata niya. Wow Lord, my God, thank you, my God. Perting katawa to yung silingan ng atheist. Dili imong ginoo, ang naghatag ako ang nagpalit anak. Tama niha? Pila ka nakadlaw ga ampo? Wag ka gitabangan ni imong Dios ako pay. Ngawa magani ko muto ginaw ako ay nagpalit na resibo. Sa God thank you. Igamit nimo bisag ang tao ni Satanas basta lang makabot lang. Yes God is good to us. Whatever circumstances that bring those things in our lives, remember this, God is at the other end of it. On the other side of it. James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning. Thank God. Thank God. Number three, my God. God is my God. Let it, let it be the source of assurance for our future. We're still in the midst of pandemic. We were hoping that pandemic would end last December. And look at what happened to our economy, our education system, our economic system, and, and the Department of Health says there are more than 3 million Filipinos have been emotionally have been emotionally 
affected by the coronavirus. Fear and doubt, losses. Can you imagine you lose your, your, your dearest loved one? You're not even allowed to attend uh, their funeral to take care of them. And can you imagine all the pain and the struggle of people? It has affected people so much. But it is still going on. In some countries like India, it's, it's, it's increasing, it's increasing. What if those things will happen in the city? We can never tell. We can never tell, but you know what? We can look at the future and say, what is your assurance? And as far as your future is concerned, what is the assurance of your business? What is the assurance of your job? What is the assurance of this and that? And as far as the future is concerned, humanly speaking, I do not know. I cannot tell. I have absolutely no idea. But my God still holds the future. My God. We must stop worrying about our future needs. In, in Matthew 6.32, For your heavenly Father knoweth that you had need of all these things. God knows. Exactly. I would never, I still rejoice. I wish I can have you put to copy my heart. Dunay batanon ba ni Sulod sa campsite? Nangaon mi, amang ipakaon. He was friendly. And lagyan siya ka ng mga hugot-hugot. And so we were, you know, we're trying to befriend him. So, dilita siya. Kalit mo na siya nga, ano ka ba? Puso ka ba? Saging ka ba? Ano ka? Saging ka? Siya nga, Batman. Batsaging siya. Kasi sinungkit mo ang puso ko. And I wish I can just open my heart and let you know how how I rejoice. Mamers and I rejoice. I can still not imagine that foreigner handing me two million check. You know, even property is totally out of our hands. To tell you that. If there is something that will happen miraculously through prayer. Yung una ko, Sir Marlon, Marlon, hindi ba ko mulukso? Nasa kong gamot. Sir, Reverend Ingay, you have this check. Umana kong perma, kadagahan kong ipermahan. You have this check. Ay, lami kayo lukso sa taas. And I said, God, you are still God. You're still a prayer answering and prayer hearing God. It takes a long time and on the, on, on the process, there are times na our faith would get weaker and sometimes doubt would sneak in and discouragement it would bring discouragement to us. But I tell you, the future is still in the hands of God. Stop struggling with the future. Stop trying to make it, you know, arrange it the way you want to arrange it. Put everything into the hands of God because God knows the future. 
is still in charge of the future. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. We can stop fearing of the future. And put everything in the hands of God. Always see things in your life on the positive side. God will give us victory. God will give us victory. God is my God. Claim that in your prayer life. When you pray, say, Lord, before I start praying, I want you to know that I heard this message. The message was clear to me. It was so clear in my heart. Pastor Ring, I preached that message. It's not his message. It is your word that sunk deeply into my heart. And I now pray, claiming you're my God. God is my God. And they start praying. Start telling God. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Are you facing some difficult circumstances in life? Say, God is my God. God, God knows exactly what I need. God knows exactly that I need this and I need that. I give it to God. Day and night, I see the need of the work. I can hear those pastors telling me, humanly speaking, of course they are prayerful also. Pastor, the other week, si Pastor, wala mi bangko diri. Kung saan ito ng bangko diri nga? Layo, mga ning, ay bangko diri, pero layo makito yung lugar, tapos pinakatuktok sa bukid. But thank God we're able to send at least 45 plastic chairs. 35 of that, gikan sa Bible Baptist Panabo. And Ma'am Jo Asano gave them benches, wooden benches, so ila pong gipaabot ito sa lamida nilang bangko. Those are small things, but it can trouble. Those are small things. But you know what? We need to, we, what we need to to do from the pastor to the members of the church. And somebody's contemplating not, not, not far from here, not, not contemplating on starting a mission in Don Carlos. That means needs. I was there, we were there two weeks ago. Don Carlos City. Not a city yet, but big place. I'm a businessman sa Dabo City. Nadi kakaya mo kumpit sa malls are going there. Hardware's business. And I was supposed to go the other day to see a place to rent sa, sa San France. But because of the restriction, I delayed it. I delayed it. There are so many needs as far as the work is concerned. I tell you, church, kunama ko ambition, dili ako ang ambition. Duha na ko kaanak, graduado na na. Di na ko mahadlok, mabuhi na na sila. Kunama ko ambition in life. And that is to see the needs of the work. I tell you. The needs of the pastors. I can share to you, you probably understand. But there is a message for all of us today. 
Let us put our faith. And as far as the needs of the work are concerned, is as far as the need of the future is concerned, put your hands into the hands of God. Put your needs into the heart of God. And I'm glad that we can still say that God, that great God who reigns in heaven is my God. My God. How can he be your God? If you're listening to me, please look at me. Honestly, you ask me, Pastor I, how can I have that God be my God? John 1.12 again, But as many as received him, Jesus Christ, his son who died on the cross, if you receive him with all of your heart, he will give you the authority, the power to become a son of God, a child of God. Open your heart and be saved. Child of God, I hope the message has somehow encouraged us to keep on saying, you are my God. You are my God. You are my God. In every decision I make, I make it for my God. In every struggle I face, I face it with my God. In every need I see, as far as the future is concerned, I say, he is my God. Let us all stand up, please. During the invitation, Sir Romel will extend the invitation. If the Lord has spoken to your heart, just, just to remind you, we have decision cards right beside where you are standing right now. Pink card are those decision cards. If you decide to be saved, please let us know. I wish we can invite you to come forward, but because of social distancing, uh, we, we observe that you just, we, we, we ask you just sign those pink card. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for allowing us to claim you as our God. In fact, said God, it's not a shame to be their God, to be called their God. You are pleased, O oh God, when you hear us say, My God. You are the God that has saved our soul. You are the God that has called us in the work. You are the God who has established the church. You are the God who has sustained our church. You are the God who has sustained our individual needs. Has protected us and empowered us. We claim the same. Exactly, Lord, we claim thee as our God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And in the name of Peace.